Hello, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? That was questionable. I'm okay. <laughs> We're doing great. Yeah, everything is going well. <laughs> um, this is our first recorded episode in 2024, mm-hmm. which is wild to me because that doesn't sound like a real year. Oh, yeah. We're here. We're alive. We're thriving. We hope you're doing well. We're here to shoot the shit. Just like everything else in our life. The internet is fucked. Yeah. I'm Kate. And I'm Jane. And this is Creeps and Coffee. A show where we talk about the dark parts of the world around us. Cryptids, conspiracies, things that go bump in the night. And the crimes behind the scariest creatures of all. Humans. Join us as we take a look at the stories sure to give you the creeps. Pull up a seat, grab a coffee, and let's have a chat. In 2024, we're going to have a Patreon. <laughs> we're going to do it. Yeah. We're already here first, folks. So in discussions about Patreon and about the internet in general, Jamie and I have kind of spent a lot of time talking about just how insane different aspects of the internet are yeah and that was kind of the inspiration for an episode like this it's also like kind of like i want to say low-key episode we're not getting as gory as like true crime here's a murderer who killed 17 people Mm -hmm. but it's still like unsettling should we be concerned probably exactly and i think this is kind of like what we talk about often it's just like it's another aspect to human nature that you're right it might Mm. not be like a crime it might not be supernatural but it's an interesting part of human psychology that's the impact of the internet has really only made itself known in the last 10-15 years in terms of like research and seeing actual effects of internet addiction and really having access to everything at your fingertips so it's been it's been a topic of interest for us between us yeah. for quite a while and looking at how the world has changed to be what it is now with access to everything right right there all the time and as much as we're kind of going to talk trash this whole episode I love the internet I, yeah. There's so many good things that come with it. Obviously, we're just pointing out some of the scary stuff, the bad stuff, but just know, I love the internet. I use it all the time. I use it every day. It's part of my job. All of my jobs. It it brings me joy. It, so. <laughs> One, 100%. I think just like any other innovation in human history, the internet is one of those things that has definitely had major benefits and been very beneficial in the long run um i mean personally school is online Mm -hmm. like jamie and i are able to do this podcast because of the internet Mm -hmm. we're able to study whatever we want we're able to get in touch with whoever we want and that can be an incredible thing i've made some of the best connections of my life with people who if it weren't for the internet i would never have known existed I need Google Maps or I'll get lost. Oh, if I didn't have Google Maps at all times, you, uh, there's not a chance. I'm not going far. No, I'm going <laughs> down my block, maybe. <laughs> but just with anything, too mm-hmm. much of a good thing can have its problems. Yes. The internet is and no exception. Exactly. So I sort of wanted to, to bring it up. First and foremost, this is a little delayed, but in the past few months, we did lose an internet staple, Omegle. Omegle is no longer in service. Devastating. Do you want to explain what Omegle is, or do you want me to? You go for it. Let's see if we can encapsulate what Omegle was. So, from my experience, Omegle was... An online chatting service you could message or like video call people complete strangers Mm -hmm. it was complete Um, random assignment yes it was random and 
I wanted to mention it because as much fun as you can have on there, there's also a lot of weird stuff oh. that happens on there. I've had some incredible um, experiences on Omegle, none of which were healthy or safe. No, no. But that's what happens when underage kids are put on an anonymous... Unmonitored. Social media, unmonitored, with people who are also above the age of 40. In case it wasn't obvious, there was... First of all, it's just dangerous to talk to strangers anyway. 100%. Because um, you're obviously going to talk about something. Don't give away your personal location and stuff like that. But I know in a lot of the chat features, immediately people would send like... ASL. What is it like? Yeah, ASL, so age, sex, location. Which, hey, maybe don't. <laughs> and hey, I mean, I remember doing that on like AOL Messenger. And, but also, we should not have been doing no, that. No, <laughs> not... Not to discredit the fact that that was also a poor decision. But that's been a part of the internet forever. It's just on Omegle, that was like, that was the easy thing because you literally didn't know this person. Yeah. And like, there was, there was some, right until the very end, there was creepy gross men, creepy people, um, pedophiles, unfortunately, like most platforms. Um, I also heard there was... Obviously, men showing themselves uh, jerking off. There was also apparently cases of mutual masturbation. Hey, go for it. Don't do it with a minor, though. Don't have it around a minor. 100%. Yep. If that's your that's thing. The, yeah. We're not here to kink shame at Creeps and Coffee. But we but are. Maybe don't do it on a platform where there's children. But yeah, <laughs> we're also here to shame pedophilia. And I will say that with my chest. Um, yeah, a lot of kinky stuff went on on <laughs> Michael. Uh, there was, you know, I know some viral videos of, like, furries showed up. Um, I. You have some stories, huh? I sure do. Um, perhaps my favorite Omegle experience was I was very drunk with my friend oh. Tiana, who was a guest on our Halloween special. Mm-hmm. And we were just, it was one of those nights where you just, like, you're drunk, you're kind of sad, you want a distraction. You want just, like, people to entertain you. So we went on Omegle, and one of the first people... Still. One of the first people to pop up was this guy in Florida, to no one's surprise, who just wanted to dance. And he asked us if he could dance for us. And we said, fuck yes, you can. I beg of you. <laughs> this man proceeded to put on early, like, 80s metal music and then strip. Oh. The entire time going, I need to see your hands so I know you're not recording me. <laughs> and we, we literally sat there with our hands up, pissing ourselves laughing. <laughs> he was only going to do one dance. We convinced him to do, like, four by the end of it, he had every hidden part of himself cupped in his hand. <laughs> it was like this, like a bald dude who's dancing with one arm up. I'm so glad that you guys can't see me, but Jamie can. One arm up, yep. dick and balls in the other hand, just going, like swaying Some back and forth. people just need to get freaky. <laughs> and he was he was having the time of his life. And... I genuinely appreciate, like, he wasn't, like, he wasn't, like, sexual about it, which was the funniest part. He just was <laughs> dancing. He was just, just having fun. He was just doing what he needed to do. Incredible guy. And that's the beauty of an internet. Well, exactly. And that was, and that was, <laughs> that was fine because we were 23. But before the age of 18... How many penises did you see on Oh Michael? my god, so many. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Because you can put in, or you could put in, like, an interest. So a lot of, mm-hmm. especially for me in, like, boy band fandoms, a lot right. of us on Tumblr would be like, yeah, we'll go on Omega, we'll put our interest as, like, One Direction or Five Sauce. And then mm. we can all chat with each other. Because it'll match you with whoever also puts in that tag. So that was great. But there was also a lot of older men who realized that there were a lot of young girls on that tag. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like, 
you'd go from chatting with another 12-year-old to then just penis in your face. Mm-hmm. Which is not ideal. No. There was also lots of people... You go. No, you go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, there was lots of people who would also, like, dress up in scary costumes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of jump scares, so you really never knew what was coming next. It was a wild, um, wild ride at all Do you times. remember that bald guy who would prank people? Yep. And it would look as if... He would, like, say something creepy and then would make it look like he, like... What do you call it? Like, next... Mm-hmm. Like click next, and then it would be a new person. But then he'd jump scare them. Yeah, and like it would look like it skipped, yeah. and it would do the little like loading screen. Yeah, and then it would still. And then be it would be him. him again, even closer, being like, "I'm still here," yeah. and good stuff. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> um, I think two. He is... switched to a different platform, I believe. I believe he but did. He's still doing it. Of course, he is. Not that this is, like, not to its credit, but it was also kind of an easy way to catch these predators, if that makes Mm. sense. Because it was a platform where they were kind of in their element, so police kind of knew where to target. So in terms of things like To Catch a Predator, or similar, like, YouTube shows that have come up in the last couple years, you'll see a lot of compilations of, like, oh catching predators on Omegle or like tricking people on Omegle and they'd call them out and they'd find their IP address and like let their work people know. People do that on Discord a lot yeah, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. So while it's not good that that's sort of a feeding ground for that behavior to happen, on the opposite end of things it also kind of tricked the idiots into exposing themselves. Mm-hmm. which obviously has its benefit because it means that they're not actually harming a child. They're just yeah, getting themselves caught. I also wanted to mention, there was a lot of bullying on Omegle. <sighs> Up until the last day it was running, you would find groups of like six or seven teenage boys who would absolutely roast you for literally just sitting here. Like, you would hop on and be like, hello, and they'd be like, your voice is stupid, you look ugly, your hair yeah. is da-da-da, yeah. your background, I bet you're a loner and you should kill yourself. And then they'd go on to the next person. For me, like, it was oh. mostly, like, 14-year-old girls. Also, that, just groups of people yeah. under the age of 18, you're like, oh no, <laughs> they're I'm, gonna bully me. I already am scared of teenagers. Yeah. Can you know, because you know they're sitting there at a party, your sleepover, like, 100%. let's... Bully some of these people. Because why not? The platform is there. It was the same concept with stuff like Ask FM. Oh, do you remember that? I do, unfortunately. Well, for those of you who were lucky enough to avoid that era of the internet, that was a place where you could anonymously ask questions to people. I think my school had to, like, put a ban on that because they started talking about teachers having sex with students. Mm, Yeah. Same with, what is it, Whisper or whatever? Yep. Yeah, they had to put an email, or uh, I guess at that time it was an actual letter they mm-hmm. sent home with the kids that was like, do not let your kid download this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I got bullied hard on Ask FM. Oh, really? Oh my god, yeah. Anything else to say about Omegle? <laughs> um, I'm honestly a little, for nostalgia's sake, I'm a little sad that it's been shut down. Yeah, but in terms of like, it's weird that the world doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, not that I've been on it in the past seven years. Yeah, me neither. Mm-hmm. I was on it a week before it shut down. I um, know, but I think, yeah, I think it's only for nostalgia's sake where I'm like, oh, that's sad because that was like something that was so fun, but it was only fun mm-hmm. because we kind of accepted how fucked up it was. We kind of looked past yeah. it, but I mean, looking at it from a professional perspective like so much of my actual career like not my job right now but my actual career is working with child sex crimes Mm -hmm. and so much of the problem is websites like that yeah so from an adult perspective the world is so much better off without something like that being an option (laughs) they'll just find something else to to 100 that's that's the shitty thing about crime is it'll just keep going 
further. And I think that's kind of what threw people off a little bit about All Michael 2, is you think that stuff like that only happens on, like, the dark web. Mm-hmm. You don't think that it's going to be that big of a deal if you're seeing this shit on a website that's easily accessible. But I think that's part of the problem yeah. is our generation, people around our age, became so desensitized to stuff like that because oh, yes. that was, like, the fun thing to do. When, like, we shouldn't have mm-hmm. had to see that. We shouldn't have had to be bullied online. Or like, I've seen people die. I've seen yeah, decapitated like, heads and stuff. Like, oh, jump scare. Here's this person being shot. Like, no. Yeah. That's, we'll get to that. Yeah, that's actually not <laughs> beneficial to development in any sense. So. Yeah. I think. Speaking of. Yeah, there you go. Reddit 50-50. Mm. You had mentioned it before. I'd never done it. I did it, and I need to talk about it. Please. Um, hello? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. No, thank you. Um, so for anyone who don't, who maybe didn't listen, I don't know if we put it in the episode, but we talked about it at some point. Reddit 5050, uh, it's a Reddit, um, a subreddit Mm -hmm. on Reddit. It's a subreddit Reddit. You know, Reddit. uh, Where... The, there's a blurred out image and then the title says that it's like one of two things a safe for work thing so like a fluffy bunny or a not safe for work thing like a severed finger and you have the 50 50 chance of what it's gonna be i'm gonna tell you right now the chances are like 90 10 it's mostly gross stuff not even gro- like it's not just like oh that's an unsettling image it's like oh that's a body okay yeah um so in honor of the episode I was like, I'm going to go on it. I'll I'll look at 10 pictures. <laughs> Girl, I saw a mutilated face. I saw, like, messed up feet. I saw a decapitated head. I saw a cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. I was convinced that one was intestines, but it was a cat. Thank God. That's fair. Um, Cats do fold up like intestines sometimes. And, like, I mean, yes. While it is fun to sort of... I was a little nauseated because I saw some gross stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I don't think some of that stuff should be on the internet. Like, I saw some really gruesome pictures of dead people that I don't think I should have been able to see. No, and I, th- I find the problem with that is how easily, like, how easy it is to bypass the, like, safety precautions that a website yeah. like Reddit puts up. Like, oh, log in to confirm you're 18 plus. All I have to do is lie about my birthday. You didn't see my ID to verify that I was an 18-year-old, which is fine. Like, I don't think a website like Reddit should have to see your ID either. That's a whole other argument. I don't think you should have to verify that. Um, but in, along the same vein, like, think about what was the episode we were doing. Was it the the Kobe Cannibal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where With the pictures? Yeah. Jamie and I were doing research. Mm-hmm. I made the mistake of looking at Reddit, came upon a blurred image, a little obviously different than Reddit 5050, because they knew, it said explicitly, like, this is a not safe for work image, log in to confirm you're 18 plus. Clicked Mm -hmm. it, and I, still, I think about it at least once a week. Mm -hmm. I saw the images of this woman who had been mauled and eaten. And the crime scene itself. Like, that's... Why was that so easily accessible? And I, as a grown woman, saw that and was disturbed by it. Mm-hmm. So, imagine that being accessible to someone who is not developed whatsoever. Someone who yeah. is entirely susceptible to fear and anxiety and maybe even the perverse ideas behind a crime like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a recipe for disaster in all senses. Thank you. To lighten the mood, I wanted to give two examples from the 50-50. Just because this is a... I use air quotations here. Lighthearted episode. <laughs> um, I just clicked onto it, and as of right now, some of the Reddit 50-50 things. You've got a creepy Michael Jackson mask wearing a police hat versus... A pale face torn off of a dead body. I don't like either of those options. I didn't like either of the options either. <laughs> or two strawberry cupcakes versus two chopped off breasts. 
Perfect. It wasn't cupcakes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, I I never want to like censor social media or anything, uh, like especially like news wise. Mm-hmm. But I think for you know a household with children, maybe having those like, I don't know what they're called, like child internet blocks mm-hmm. where you can like censor certain things. Maybe have those in place because. You can access way too much on the internet nowadays, especially as a young kid. I play um, Valorant sometimes, (laughs) and I will hear little boys come onto the voice comms saying slurs. And I'm like, you're nine. Why do you know that word? How do you know that word? You're using it in the correct sense, and you shouldn't. So, like, no, 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 no. You should not have just free reign over that like you can't no 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 yeah they're, don't don't say that they're not <laughs> taught how to how to do any of that yeah really good segue here yeah super smooth um, switching up so getting hacked oh um and I don't even just mean like someone logging into your Instagram from a different country I mean like phone call scams getting the the scammy texts emails they're getting more and more realistic. Can I also, before we jump into the AI aspect of things, because I know that's where we're going. It's not, but okay. Oh. I know. <laughs> also that. I think this <laughs> I think this transition was actually smoother than I anticipated. Because I think it, again, ties back into media literacy and it, us not being taught. Yeah. But on the opposite end of the spectrum. Where, unfortunately, the people who are more susceptible to scams and hackings like this are elderly people old people yeah Yeah. because again they did not grow up where that was possible with the internet the internet for them when it was developed honestly as probably it should have stayed it was a tool for expanding knowledge it was to search a database that was what you could do there was no ai there was no tricking there was no sending like awful links whatever the case may be there was no getting your ip address it was you Mm -hmm. put in what you want to know you find it out and you're done yeah so if you don't grow up in a world or in a time where you have to necessarily think like oh why is this nigerian prince emailing me and offering me millions of dollars Mm -hmm. your first thought is not going to be, well, I inherently don't trust people. For most people, anyway. Your first thought is going to be like, oh, what an interesting offer. Let's see what's on the table here. So it's, again, I think as much as we need media literacy for the generations that are coming up to stop this from being a continuing cycle, we also need to be offering literacy courses to our loved ones who are older. Yes. To help them in that sense. I'll jump off my soapbox yeah. now. But. No, you're good. It wasn't even a soapbox. It's just truth. Um, my grandma has been scammed before. And it was really sad. Because this happened like 15 years ago. Like maybe not that long ago. Well, whenever Facebook first started coming around. Um, she had a Facebook account on her laptop. And whatever she did, somebody had messaged her and said like, Oh, like this is wrong on your page. Like give me your information, like your Wi-Fi and your Wi-Fi password, your IP address, and I can help you fix it. And she did, and her her entire computer got hacked. Yeah. And so well, she needed why would to you... get rid of the computer. Because she didn't know yeah, any better. Yeah, why would you think otherwise? So now at any time, like she's an iPhone now, um, anytime she gets an email from like, I don't know, Bella Lyon, whatever carrier she's with, she's like, is this real? Can you look at it and show me if this is real? Completely valid. And I'm like, yes, this one's real. No, this one's like a scam. But it's also not just older people. I have a friend who was from a different country. Um, She was an international student when I was in university. And her first few months here, she got a call from one of the people who was like, hey, your credit card didn't work. Like, can you give me the information and I'll fix it? She didn't know any better. Of course not. So she was like, oh my god, like my Canadian bank account. And she gave them the information and they stole like all the money out of her bank account. Yeah. And like, it's just, yeah. It's I just devastating. Think, yeah, we need to be careful and wary. 100%. As much as I say we need to be wary of everything in the world, 
Mm. Am I, is this just a podcast for me to just tell people how paranoid I am about everything? Yeah, it seems like it. Seems, it really seems like a running theme the last couple episodes where I'm like, but watch your back. Be careful what's happening. Yeah, don't trust anybody. I promise. I also, (laughs) um, speaking of getting your information taken, uh, Jamie's taking the ones that do it legally. Mm. Like Facebook, like Meta. Mm. You sign your life away. You hit that agree to terms and conditions without reading them. Girl, no wonder all of your ads are directed towards you because they're taking everything. They, uh, and that's the thing that gets me. Instagram, Snapchat, everything is personalized because they know what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. They know what I want. They know what I'm doing. The ones that get me, like, I feel like it's such an overrated thing to talk about like yeah well i i talked about this thing and then i got an ad for it 100 percent. like that's freaky don't get me wrong like yeah. it freaks me out like jamie and i were saying something the other day we're talking about a trip to greece we were like mm-hmm. casually hadn't looked at any flights or anything we're just like yeah mm-hmm. let's go to greece immediately i started getting travel ads for greece like mm-hmm. yeah that's freaky when it happened but what gets me is when you don't even say anything out loud, you don't search anything for it, it. you think it, and then you start getting ads for it the next day, and you're like, get out of my head. I agree about, like, the talking thing, because then I'm like, everything's listening. But when I'm thinking something and it appears, I'm like, okay, how do they know? Is the algorithm that good that it's predicting what I'm thinking? Or, (laughs) like, magic... I don't know. Um, and also, it's kind of crazy that if, if that's the case, they're predicting it that well. Like, how did you know I ran out of ketchup? Yeah. I didn't even know I ran out of ketchup. And suddenly I'm getting ketchup ads. I go to the fridge. Oh, no, I'm out of ketchup. What do you... Get out of my fridge. Get out of my head. Get out of my fridge and my head. Go into my freezer. Yeah. Find me a sugar daddy instead of <laughs> telling me that I need new shoes, okay? Like, this is... Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you know who else I think is spying on us? Mm. Also, don't sue us, anybody. This is all, this is all public domain talking. I like that she says that like a predator who's like, <laughs> <laughs> "You're not a cop, right?" <laughs> thinking that promise. Thinking that someone on the other end has to be like, "Well, you got me. I'm a cop." Jamie says that as if she, her saying, well, don't sue us immediately. Like, these big companies are going to hear it and be like, but they said don't sue us. Oh, well, I guess Let me can. rephrase. Don't sue us. We don't have any money. Yeah. We have nothing to offer you. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that are listening, Alexa. Mm-hmm. We, uh, there's a lot of people saying that Amazon Alexas are listening to us. Here's the thing. Kaylin has opinions. <laughs> Kaylin has a lot of opinions on this. You all know, I don't fuck with robots. <laughs> I don't. I had a robot bring me food the other day. Nope. Nope. At a restaurant. Nope. The the waitress came up and she was like, "By the way, Joanne is gonna bring you your food. No. She's a robot." And she just walked away. And I was like, "The who? Fuck this was Joanne. an Eastside Mario's." Fuck Joanne. No. And thanks. Joanne came over and just turned around, gave it a little smile. We took our food and Joanne left. <laughs> nope. Nope. I am, anyway, continue. I am the person that's overly polite to my Siri. Mm-hmm, me because too. one day it's going to happen. Just watch. So yeah. I, don't, I don't fuck it's with... It's going to be iRobot. Yeah, I don't fuck with robots, okay? We all know this about me. I'm dead serious about it. I know that they're listening because they <laughs> have to be constantly. These vocal cues of like, hey, whoever... They have to be constantly listening in order to pick Siri, up on the vocal Alexa, cue. Alexa, Echo, Dot. Google. Google. Like, and I get it. It's convenient because then, you like, it picks up right away. But when people are like, they're not listening. Yes, they literally are. And I'm not even yeah. saying that in a conspiratorial way. I spit. I'm so, <laughs> so involved in this. Like, I'm not even saying it in a conspiratorial way. It's just... The fact of the matter is they have to pick up, they might not be recording, recording, but, but they, they are listening. Hear. Yeah. 
That's like when, when you're a mom and you're going, you're hearing me, you're not listening. <laughs> I've said that to men that I've dated. <laughs> so devil's advocate. I looked it up and um, they say that it's like a dog. It's listening but only understands like cookie, walk, treat, fetch. So it's only understanding the trigger words, nah. and that's what's triggering it to turn on. Nah. But then also, why am I getting ads for shit? Why should I believe you? Yeah, you're not going to tell me. You think yeah, I, you're not going to say, yes, I've implanted a spyware device so we can listen to all your conversations. You think I trust big companies? No, but like most things, they probably know something we don't. There's some bigger picture that we're not aware of. I hate that. Aliens. Oh, it's aliens. <laughs> you know who really built the pyramids? Alexa. <laughs> I knew it. We gotta re-record. Call Anna. Hey Alexa, call Anna. No, <laughs> ah. oh, you she know she was what? already calling her. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Don't worry, she knew. To be fair, I did see something that said um, if you don't want them to like actually listen, uh, quote unquote, there, um, that you can go in and change certain settings. Like, do not send. Like these to to improve the mm. services, do not record to send well, what is like your analytics yeah, to yeah. Apple and stuff, which I feel like most people don't do though because they're like whatever I don't care. That's what they're counting on. I though. get it. I do that too. Unfortunately, my my thing is, I'm a hypocrite in every sense of the word. Anyone <laughs> who knows me in real life knows a billion different examples of this. Mm. perhaps the biggest example of this is how vehemently against all of these products i am somebody gave me a google home as a gift i use that shit Mm -hmm. every day i love that Mm. thing so much i talk to google in the shower i ask (laughs) questions all the time yeah it's just so convenient it is and i'm so upset about it and i will still i stand by my statement i don't fuck with it I would never have bought it for myself. But now that I have it, I love it. But I love it. I love it so much. Just don't talk about planning any, like, bank heists around it, you know? No, sometimes... Sometimes I rant about my personal life to my Google. And it's kind of comforting, because it'll just go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I'm on, like, minute 40 of, like, I don't understand where the date went wrong. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Like, yeah, neither did he. Oh. <laughs> so, these robots, if you will, have microphones, GPS, constant Wi-Fi and data connections. Some even have cameras, you know, like ring cameras mm-hmm. and stuff. And this, like, it just screams spy to me. But it reminded me of that movie Kimmy. Did you see it? I did not, because I don't fuck with things like that. <laughs> it's quite literally like a spoof of siri or google home alexa all of these ones all of except these it ones. actually is listening um and there is somebody like transcribing the stuff and i think what happens it was so long since i've seen it but she like hears someone commit a crime and she's like oh my god like i shouldn't transcribe this i should tell someone mm. because someone just got like murdered and she goes to the company and they're like uh, don't worry about it. And she was like, are we doing anything about it? And they were like, no. Like, it's against our policy. Like, we can't let them know we're listening to them. And she was like, so someone's just going to get away with murder? And they were like, yep. And then since she knew too much, they, like, hired people to go and kill her. Oh. Um, no. Nope. It, it was, like, unfortunately a bit too realistic. But See, that's why I'd, I can't watch stuff like that. Because it's too yeah. realistic. Kind of going back to what you mentioned before about like the ring Mm -hmm. cameras and stuff. Mm. I think also tying that into the hacking stuff that we were talking about. Are you talking about the baby monitors and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's the most unsettling thing I think I've ever seen. That guy that was singing tiptoe through the tulips Uh, into a baby monitor. uh, Yeah. Yeah. My thoughts exactly. No. Like... These things can be incredibly convenient. Having a smart baby monitor where you can, like, if your baby's being fussy or your kid is doing something that they shouldn't be doing, being able to see it and, like, communicate with them directly, 
super convenient, super life-changing, I think it's a fantastic thing to be able to do. Having a Wi-Fi connection also meaning that that makes it available and susceptible to, unfortunately, creepy people. Yeah. I don't like that. People do have security cameras too, but I feel like it's scarier when it's like a child baby monitor. I think that's the thing, and I think I should preface for people who haven't listened to like all the episodes of the show, most of my concerns have to do with like children. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's just who I am. That's my field. That's my area of You're expertise. Like a, mo- a motherly. I am the motherly figure for all of my friends. <laughs> I work with kids in every facet of my life. So when I think about stuff like that, immediately I'm like, well, how does this affect the next generation? How does it affect kids? But you're right. I don't want to be sitting there by myself and having someone watching me either. I have a webcam cover is- on my computer. Literally me too. But also, I am too a hypocrite. I'm a, I got an indoor camera for Christmas. So I could check on my cat when I'm at mm-hmm. work. I have yet to install it because I'm scared. <laughs> I watch my friend's dogs all the time. Yep. Gunner and Moo just chill on the couch. Sometimes when we're drunk, we fuck with the dogs and we just turn the microphone on and tell them how much we love them. They don't know where we are. All of this just reminds me of Black Mirror episodes and it's, it's thrown me off. You're right on my train track here. We share a brain cell, so. I want to talk about Black Mirror. <laughs> uh. So, uh, do you remember that Black Mirror episode where they put that little circle on their temple? Yep. And it, like, transports them to this, like, whole other world. It's like going into a video mm-hmm. game in your brain. Mm-hmm. I feel like every single day we get closer and closer to that. I can't tell if I love it or not. I, yeah, because... Because then they got to just live out their lives together. Because, first of all, yeah, good episode. Fantastic episode, made me cry. Everything makes me cry, but that one really Mm -hmm. got me. As we get more into, like, VR with, like, Apple was getting, like, their really immersive headsets. You can have, like, the headphones, the hand and leg movements. You know, it reminds me of that community episode where that guy is running on the thingy. (laughs) In the VR. That's exactly what I was thinking about. (laughs) As we get more and more similar to that, especially with like every single TED Talk that comes out now, every year we're getting closer and closer to that. It's scary because, hey, it can ruin people's lives. Um, And also it kind of blurs the line between like people are like, oh, you're wasting your life. Am I? I'm or going this, somewhere yeah, doing something that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Like, it it might not be on this physical plane, but it's somewhere else. And I feel like it just... it That, <laughs> I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Okay. Because I'm going to go into existential crisis mode if I think about that for too long. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's on me. I brought it up. <laughs> I think that is also a good point. When it comes to, like, acknowledging if success in a virtual world is success at all, or if you're wasting your life away, Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point. But it also begs the question of where do you draw the line between cyber crimes and real crimes? Yeah. Because I think I've been reading a lot about, and talking a lot about, um, sort of the dangers of things like VR porn and, like, AI porn. Yeah. Because obviously there's a lot of danger when it comes to being able to put someone's face and image and voice into a circumstance that they haven't given consent to. It reminds me of Detroit becoming human. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. No, totally. Um, But I think it's very scary in that sense yeah to think about like what are the legal repercussions like sure we can argue all day about morally if you're wasting your life away or not yeah but morally and legally what happens if you are like watching someone do something sexually i'm trying to do this without being graphic and gross (laughs) 
Like, yeah. if you're watching someone do something sexually that they haven't consented to. There's a lot of argument about how VR and, like, AI porn could potentially be beneficial in curbing, I guess, content warning a little bit, in curbing pedophilia and in curbing, um, like, more rape fantasy sort of things. But I don't know if that would. But that's I feel the like thing. that would Is encourage it, it because That's exactly it's like, the argument. It's like a drug. At some point, that's just not going to be enough. They're going to need to go and That do is more. exactly the argument. And then it begs the question of, is this... Like, let's say someone puts a celebrity's face into... I was just going to say deep fakes. Yeah. Look at a deep fake porn. Is that they not... They look so realistic. Is that not, in some sense, maybe not assault, but is that not some sense of sexual harassment? Yeah. So it's, it, there's so many, when it comes to the Black Mirror-esque situations, and I mean, that's the whole point of Black Mirror, is mm-hmm. alternate realities and how we're so close to different circumstances like that. Like, it could go that way at any point. But mm-hmm. the conversation surrounding that, like, there's so much leaning on morality and legality. And where does the line stop? It's very murky. And it's, it's going to very... get murkier. And thank you. You took the words. Give me the brain cell back. <laughs> You're stealing my thunder Sorry, here. You go. <laughs> You're stealing my thunder. But that's exactly it. Like, it's going to continue to get murkier because these things are going to progress. It's going to start happening more and more. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What are we doing here? Uh, that's all... <laughs> Every time I think about it too much, this is why I had to change the topic a little bit, but I continue I to know. do it to myself. Every time I think about it's it, okay. my brain just goes, ugh. But, like, the way that... I, the only part I see in, like, the good part of that is personally, I love my little fantasy worlds. Uh, if I could have some little circle technology, I can pop on the side of my head and go into The Sims 4 or go into Genshin Impact. Could, I'm spending all my time there. If I could live at a One Direction concert, are you joking? Yeah, and so I think like it would be great, but it definitely blurs the lines between like it's very Matrix, like 100%. what's real. And also, why why is it not real? Just because it's happening inside my head. Harry Potter quote from that professor. Uh-huh. What the fuck did he say? Is this real or is this happening inside my head? Dumbledore wisely turns and says, Of course it's happening inside your head, Harry. Why does that mean it's not real? And I'm like, you're right. I'm going to vomit. I know, my accent was bad. Don't bully me. (laughs) I've heard worse. From me. You could be from Liverpool. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think it it can also be used for good. I know that would also bring people. I'm so sorry. I'm still talking. I'm going to not shut up apparently today. Welcome to my it life. It just, like, at the same time as, like, people could see it as ruining lives, it can also benefit people who are bedridden, elderly people, people who are paraplegic, Look at the paralyzed. episode of Black Mirror. Like, you can have a whole separate life, so. I think one thing that I talked about in school a lot mm-hmm. was the psychological benefits of something like that for phobias. Mm-hmm. So much of experimental therapy uses VR and augmented mm-hmm. reality situations to help patients get over like life-threatening phobias. I think minor soapbox moment here. A phobia is not like, oh, I'm a little bit scared of spiders. A mm-hmm. phobia, if you are diagnosed with an actual phobia of something, it's a clinical problem like Mm. you have a debilitating fear that like let's talk about arachnophobia i don't feel like mine of death (laughs) 100 percent, jamie like i know you're joking but that's a phobia (laughs) like i don't have arachnophobia i just don't like spiders i'm unsettled by them but if i see a spider i'm not actually gonna try and burn my house down i'm not scared to like leave my house because there might be a spider i'm not scared to like sleep with my mouth open because a spider might crawl in it. Like, these are debilitating problems that people Mm -hmm. are having. 
and I hate seeing the internet posts of like, what phobia do you have? None of them. You don't have any of them. You're slightly unsettled by dark sea. Everyone is. Yeah. Get over it. But when you, like I watched a documentary, I think in my first or second year of my undergrad, about using virtual reality to do exposure therapy, where if these people really want to get over their phobias and want to be able to get out into the real world another one that we watched was agoraphobia where you physically can't leave the house you're too scared to go in the outside world put on a vr headset and get used to opening that front door seeing what could be out there that way it's a controlled experiment Mm -hmm. you can see there's a spider in front of me if it gets too much take the headset off Mm -hmm. it's not an overwhelming exposure so like there are 100 percent benefits to this technology other than just like yeah i think it'd be really sick to live in the harry potter universe which it would be i mean like started dude i used a vr headset to go on the wreck of the titanic for like six hours so that's actually really cool oh i lost my mind but like, it absolutely has its benefit, but it also, it, yeah. as with anything else that is the overarching theme of this episode, is too much of a good thing mm. blurs the lines. It also reminds me of, um, Don't Worry Darling. What a good movie. That main actor You was... didn't watch it for the plot. Was there a plot to that film? No. <laughs> But no spoilers because that one's relatively new. But Harry Styles is yeah, hell yeah he is. And that's my guy. That's all that matters. Yep. Okay, final topic. Sure. Still Black Mirror. Amazing. Um, do you remember the episode with that chick from the new dinosaur movies, Bryce Dallas Howard? Oh, the one that looks like Jessica Chastain but is not. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember her? I think it's her anyway. You're Let me gonna check. have to be more specific about content of the episode. <laughs> I'm gonna just get. Okay, so she's in an episode of Black Mirror where everybody has ratings mm, on their mm-hmm. personalities. Mm-hmm. And she's like obsessed with getting a high rating uh-huh. because low ratings are people who like nobody likes They're and like, society, society depends on it. Like, society depends on the people, like, if you're, like, what is it, like, three stars and higher, you're good. You, like, can't... But if you... You can't go in the same buildings, you can't sit with people at lunch, you can't, like... Like, one-star people are, like, homeless, Mm -hmm. they're, like, criminals, people who are outcasts in society, who are bullied, all of this stuff. It was such a good societal commentary. Oh, what a good episode. And I feel like it's, it's getting more real, again, as we... Go through the years. 1,000%. Because I know people who won't even look at another account if it doesn't have that blue check mark. If it doesn't have that verified signature. I had a guy tell me once if he met a girl who had like more than or less than like 2,000 followers. He was like, nah, she's a nobody. I don't want to get to know her. Yeah. And that's another thing. It's like people are like, well, how many followers do you have? Oh, you don't have enough followers for me to collab with you. Like, huh? Us. <laughs> really, please, somebody but sponsor. We're the ones, we're the ones, they're like, you don't have enough followers. And it's like, I'm sorry, I'm a human. I'm just trying to be nice. Exactly. And we talk about the same stuff. Yeah. But like, it's crazy how we can just slap labels on people. And like, the thing is, she's a nice-ish person in the episode. Mm-hmm. But I think by the end of it, she gets a really low rating. And she it, loses her mind. Yeah. And it's like, like you don't actually know people, but we treat them poorly or well. And that's also, you know, we idolize celebrities. I was and just stuff about to well. say. Yeah. I mean, I, I am guilty of it. Guilty. <laughs> guilty is charged. Look at how much I've idolized every boy band that's ever existed. <laughs> Um, but you feel like you know these people based on mm-hmm. a persona. Parasocial. It's completely parasocial relationships. And we've talked about those before, too, where, mm-hmm. yeah, that can be beneficial to a certain extent. 
can make you feel less alone, whatever the case may be. But is it healthy in the long run? No. No. What the fuck? (laughs) It felt good to get that off my chest. I don't know why. Yeah. Have we just been harboring in our perspectives about the internet for so long? Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta act crazy about the internet on the internet, talking about the internet. That's true. And that goes back to our hypocrisy. We said at the beginning of the episode, we can say all this stuff. We are chronic... Well, Jamie is chronically online. I am chronically... Oh, no, hold on. I am chronically on my phone. I'm just not cool enough to find the things that most people are talking about. What she means is she doesn't have TikTok. She's not cool. Correct. I am... See, you know what I figured out? Hmm. Caitlin, we both qualify as Gen Z. You are a millennial Gen Zer, and I am a Gen Z's Gen Zer. hundred <laughs> percent. I will not argue that in the slightest. Speaking of, we have a TikTok now. Go follow us, Creeps and Coffee. Caitlin's not on it, but yeah, Caitlin's not going to be on it. I will be posting it. Yeah. All of that to say, the internet's fucked. Yeah. And go follow us. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of being online, if you would like to share your opinions on the internet. And join in our weird internet escapades that I'm only half a part of. Um, you can follow our Instagram and our Twitter at Creeps and Coffee. If you would like to get in touch with us, share more of your opinions in a longer sense, or maybe suggest some more topics for future shows or future episodes like this that you'd like to hear, where it's less of a controlled topic and more of just uh, shooting the shit, you mm. can send us an email. Uh, at creepsandcoffee at gmail.com. If you would like to follow along with our journey on a little bit more of a, I guess, backseat, backstage is what I was going for there, a little bit more of a backstage view, um, you can check out our Buy Me a Coffee page. Uh, There you can also help support the show and help fuel our caffeine-induced recording sessions. (laughs) You can check that out at buymeacoffee.com slash creepsandcoffee. We will have our Patreon stuff figured out in the near future. So that will also be a place where you can do that. That might be a little bit more accessible to some more of you. Um, Yeah. That's that's it. Don't get hacked, guys. Don't get hacked. uh, But if you would, if you are a Nigerian prince who actually would like to send anybody money... Uh, you can go to any of the aforementioned socials and let us know, because we're in. Jamie's trying to pimp me out already, so <laughs> might as well get some benefit for both of us. Mm-hmm. We'll let you guys know. You're welcome. Okay, <laughs> be safe. Don't click on links that you don't know about. And Yo. don't be scared to send some strangers money online if those strangers run a show called Creeps and Coffee. Yeah, please. Love you. Bye. Bye. Creeps and Coffee is produced and edited by us, Kate and Jane. Our theme music is Stuck in a Hole by Dated. For more information on where to find them, check out the link in our show notes. And to connect with us, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Creeps and Coffee.